Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Good Fortune. It's me, Jamie Wright. We're here to do, you know, yet another weekly astrology forecast. This one is for the week of February 12th through the 18th of 2024. As always, if you're enjoying Good Fortune, I'd love if you could leave a rating or review wherever you're listening. Send me a note. Let me know what you're thinking. <clears throat> Share it to Instagram, tag me, etc. <laughs> um, I'm recording this on Saturday the 10th on the day of Lunar New Year. Happy Year of the Dragon. Um, very auspicious times. We just had the new moon in Aquarius. I did some candle magic as I'm recording this. I'm looking at my candles that are burning. I would say, you know, it's funny because I'm an astrologer, but you know, I really think of myself more as like a nerd or an artist. Like my practice is more just like, you know, a musician's than it is a sorcerers and whenever I go into like an esoteric store or botanica and I always get so shy and I never want to tell the people working there that I like kind of know what I'm talking about I love to play dumb and I wasn't gonna buy a new candle but I was out for a walk yesterday and I just I felt like I had to go get a very specific candle at the botanica and I went in and I had a very fun conversation with the person working there. <clears throat> and I told her I'd come back and tell her how my spell went. So maybe I'll finally <laughs> break out of my shell and come out as an astrologer at my neighborhood botanica after this. We shall see. Um, but that all being said... You know, I feel like we're into February right now. Things are changing. Things are happening. Um, a lot is happening at once. Life is changing. I've been sitting with a lot of clients, doing a lot of readings. You know, I know a lot of people are really going through it right now. Things are hard. Um, things are hard in a way that is different from the way they've been hard. Um you know, since 2020, um, there really feels like there's this kind of cracking or breaking point with people of just like resisting some things that they want to change or like knowing what they have to change and feeling the weight of that. And I just want to say I'm here for you. I'm with you. I know how hard it is to change your life. It's not easy. And most people don't do it. <laughs> um, most people stay the same and do the same things. Um, but we're really living in a time right now where like change is just what's happening for everyone. It can't be avoided. Um you know, on all different levels for all different people. There are some people who really started teeing up these changes a long time ago. And if you're feeling like you didn't, I promise you, you probably did. Um, you're just like, yeah, there's just a need to like confront the resistance or confront, yeah, what's holding you back. Um, and I say all of this because I really feel like this week 
is um, a really beautiful opportunity for inventiveness and change and just kind of embracing weirdness, <laughs> embracing the strange. Um, you know, we're coming off of this new moon in Aquarius. Um, and to get into the forecast on Monday the 12th, um, the moon is in Pisces as we switch over to Monday the 12th. Overnight at 2.11 a.m., the moon conjoins Neptune. Um, and that, I feel like, is sort of late night Sunday. If you're listening to this on Sunday the 11th, late night Sunday is a spacey time. And if there's anything being released into the universe at that time, it's it's going to be a little Neptunian. It's going to be a little confusing. But what's interesting is that after that moon-Neptune conjunction overnight on Monday the 12th, and as always, these times are in Eastern time. Um, I always forget to say that. And um, there's probably a reason why. <laughs> um, but... After the moon conjoins Neptune overnight at 7.31 a.m. on Monday, the moon sextiles Mars. So even though this moon is very spacey in Pisces, there's this feeling of first thing in the morning on Monday, at least on the East Coast, of like something is spurring us into action. The moon then does go void for about an hour after that sextile to Mars, but at 8.25 a.m. the moon enters Aries. And I feel like coming off of that, of the new moon in Aquarius, which was really about like either committing to the tangled mess of something or cutting it off, this new moon in Aries is what's giving us the fuel to like act and get into something and move with something. Um, and the moon, after 8.25 a.m., the moon enters Aries and then spends the rest of the day making no other exact aspects. Um but just growing in light. And at 10.55 p.m. on Monday, the moon enters her crescent phase. And so this is the time of the lunar month that I always think is the best time to, you know, put the ideas out into the world, put your intentions out there. Um, the new moon is for more like quiet rumination, ideation, thinking about what you want. That moon in Aries is about like actually taking the more, or the crescent moon, and this crescent moon in Aries is about taking the more tangible actions that you, you know, need to make towards making this happen. And um, yeah, this one in Aries, I just feel like there's a lot moving. And what's interesting is so the moon is in Aries, the moon is in her crescent phase, Tuesday the 13th. Overnight, 1.05 a.m., we have Mars enter Aquarius. So we're leaving behind this Mars and Capricorn era this week, this marathon runner, <laughs> you know, this, this war general, this workhorse, this in extreme endurance and resilience placement. And Mars is now moving into, you know, the other Saturnian sign, Aquarius. But Aquarius, as we know, is Saturn on a more social level, Saturn on an air level Saturn that's less about like building something tangible and more about creating solid ideas and I was looking at you know public figures with Mars and Aquarius and it's really interesting like I found actually like a bunch of Aries suns who have this Mars and Aquarius and so when their sun is in Aries whatever you know, sign Mars is in is what's flavoring <laughs> that Aries sun. Um, 
And some Aries suns with Mars and Aquarius is the problematic Alec Baldwin. Um, but then also Kristen Stewart and Emma Watson, who were born in the same Aries season in 1990. And then Adrian Brody. Um, and I think there's something so interesting about like that group of four people of just like, um, especially thinking I'm now like thinking about like, you know, the inherent, you know, the queerness of Kristen Stewart and then also like the Emma Watson sort of like I'm married to myself. Um, Alec Baldwin, that's another story. I don't want to give him too much airtime. Um, Adrian Brody also, it's like all these people who are like in many ways, like juggernaut mega stars, but are also like so weird <laughs> um and weird and strange in ways that you can't always pin down um and their motivation it's like and they all especially when you think of like an emma watson and a Kristen stewart it's like emma watson could just be like and this is true of her and daniel radcliffe like could just be sitting on that harry potter money and doing nothing and it's like do i think emma watson is a good actress no but she like <laughs> really uses her platform you know I think she does a lot of charity work she like uses the fact that she has millions of followers on Instagram to kind of like raise awareness for social causes like she definitely has a long game strategy of just like keeping herself relevant keeping herself in the public but it really does have this Aquarian humanitarian aspect to it um and yeah, there's something really interesting about that and really interesting when thinking about Mars and Aquarius as compared to Mars and Capricorn. You know, both of these are Mars signs where Mars has this long game plan, this Saturnian plan, but the Aquarian one, you know, Mars and Capricorn, it's like, okay, yeah, I see the marathon training plan. I'm going to do this for three months. <laughs> I'm going to like do my runs, eat this food, get this much sleep. The Aquarian plan is more airy. It's a little bit more, it's less obvious. It's less linear, but there is still such longevity to it. And as we're collectively entering this Mars and Aquarius period, um, yeah, there's just something about like being in it for the long haul, but also thinking about, you know, status quo breaking ways to go about that long haul. Um, so yeah, and this, uh, Mars and Aquarius is also now coloring this Aries moon, this crescent Aries moon that we are in. Um, so that's, yeah, that's definitely bringing a very specific flavor <laughs> to Tuesday the 13th. Um, at 5.44 AM on Tuesday the 13th, we have the moon sextile Mercury. And at 8.35 a.m. on Tuesday, we have Venus sextile Neptune. Um, and both of these together, like Venus sextile Neptune is so creative and romantic and imaginative. Moon sextile Mercury is like the ideas are really flowing. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot to communicate. I think Tuesday morning, both Monday and Tuesday, like Monday is a very productive day. I would say it's not a a case of the Monday's Monday <laughs> and Tuesday, this Tuesday morning feels very inventive, very imaginative, but I will say as the day goes on, things get a little touchier. Um, 
And this is because at 11.22 a.m. on Tuesday, the moon conjoins Chiron. And at 12.02 p.m., the moon conjoins the North Node. Um, so this is where the moon is running into, you know, Chiron, this place of healing and forgiveness, the North Node, where we're confronting our fate, where we're sort of leaning into the power we want, how we want to, like, show off our identity, and this is all happening because Mars just went into Aquarius, but as Mars goes into Aquarius, he's about to conjoin Pluto. And Mars conjunct Pluto, anything conjunct Pluto gets brought to an extreme. You know, there's definitely, as far as like world events, like look out for extremity, extremities of war, extremities of power wielding, extremities of, you know people who shouldn't have power wielding it and also perhaps a decay of that power a decay of conflict you know things when mars is moving to conjoin pluto you know where things are being brought to extremes things are being brought to a point of obsession but we're also having like all the ugliness and all the truth revealed um, and so throughout the day on Tuesday, Mars is going to be moving to conjoin Pluto while the moon is with Chiron, the moon is with the North node. And so I just think there's this very like intense kind of aggressive kind of in our feels vibe. Um, this is a very good day Tuesday to just like, make sure you do something active, like <laughs> go to the gym, you know, make some spicy food to eat, just like sweat it out, move it out. Um, try not to get caught in like a thought loop. Like it's honestly not the best day to talk it out. It's the best day to like put it in your body. Um, moving into Wednesday, the 14th Valentine's day. So overnight at 1:05 AM is when we have that exact conjunction of Mars conjunct Pluto. This is, you know, an aspect that we're going to be feeling all week, but after, you know, late night, Tuesday into Wednesday, it will be separating. So the peak of this sort of tension and aggression and obsession is going to be on Tuesday. And from Wednesday on, it will begin fading. Um, oh, also Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday gives like also like sauna vibes. Um, but yeah, overnight Tuesday into Wednesday, 105 AM Mars conjoins Pluto 140 AM the moon sextiles the sun and 520 AM the moon squares Venus who's finishing up her time in Capricorn um, before going void for four hours and 42 minutes. And what this says to me, you know, the moon connecting with the sun overnight on Wednesday, something's growing, something's building, but the moon squaring Venus as her final aspect before going void on Wednesday morning is also, you know, despite all this tension and aggression and obsession and like whatever, sort of big feels that were going on on Tuesday, like, it's gonna be all right, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> Here's a little sweetness. Um, the moon then goes void for about five hours before entering Taurus at 10.02 a.m. And this is what, you know, is coloring this really interesting Valentine's Day. So the moon is going to be in Taurus, you know, really good feels, really good vibes. I've talked before about how it's so weird that Valentine's Day is during Aquarius season, during the end of Aquarius season of all time, of all times, which is like truly a time when it's like either commit to the tangled mess or break it off. <laughs> um... 
But with this moon in Taurus on Valentine's Day, like this is good feels, good energy. But again, it's complicated because the moon is now getting all caught up in this Mars and Pluto stuff. Um, so 11.22 a.m. on Wednesday, the moon squares Pluto. And then 11.56 a.m. on Wednesday, the moon squares Mars. To moon square Mars, as you know, it's the fighting and fucking. It's like there's some sort of passion Oh my gosh, there's a helicopter, a plane, something outside. And the, the, the helicopter like came in for Moon Square Mars. Um, I don't know if you could hear that. But um, yeah, there's some sort of passion. There's some sort of heat. There's something building again, feeling maybe sauna on <laughs> Valentine's Day. Um, and it's interesting. So the moon squares Mars and then spends the rest of the day forming a sextile to Saturn. So the moon, though she's in Taurus in her happy place um, on Valentine's Day, she is moving between Mars and Saturn. So there's, you know, there's some intensity there. There's there's some, you know, drive to like commit, be serious. You know, it's not all fun and games. But as the moon is sextiling Saturn, she's also moving to conjoin Jupiter, which goes exact on Thursday the 15th at 1.30 a.m., which overall it's like this Valentine's Day and this is like sort of the story of this week is like there's this tension between Aquarius and Taurus that's really being brought up on Wednesday the 14th. Um, and I talk about this tension between Aquarius and Taurus a lot where it's like Aquarius says, I want to change the world and Taurus you know, or I want to save the world. I want to save the environment. And Taurus is like, yeah, but I hate the way bamboo straws taste in my mouth. And there's, it's just like this tremor between, you know, future thinking and present comfort. And there's something about that that's really being brought up on Valentine's Day. And I think there's some really, this whole week, there's just some really interesting relationships and connections and future-oriented worlds being created under this astrology. Um, and ultimately, with the moon conjoining Jupiter, there there is just this feeling of like, and all of this is for a reason, and all of this is to find comfort, to find peace, to find relief. Um, at... 8.16 a.m. on Thursday the 15th, we have Mercury sextile Chiron. Um, and this is one of those aspects, you know, Mercury Chiron. It's always about this healing journey. And this is about healing through words, healing through writing. Um, and especially because later that day at 3.35 p.m. on Thursday the 15th, the moon is going to square Mercury. Um, there's this, um, yeah, there's just this feeling of like... I think Wednesday is this almost like hotbed of that tremor between <laughs> future and present, uh, future dreams, present comforts. And Thursday, there's something about like writing it out, talking it out. You know, the things you couldn't find words for back on Monday and Tuesday are definitely coming on Thursday. Um, but the moon then at 7.26 p.m. on Thursday the 15th conjoins Uranus. And so the day also ends with maybe a little bit of a surprise, a little bit of a shock, a little bit of a light flicker. You know, again, 
it's this Uranus and Taurus, this tension here is so much about like, yes, find comfort in the present reality, but also be making constant adjustments, constant shifts, constant changes. Um, then on Friday, the 16th, the moon is still in Taurus. Um, at 7.55 a.m., we have the moon sextile Neptune. We have a soft, beautiful little start to the day. Um, and then at 10 a.m., we get our exact first quarter moon in Taurus. Um, so at this point, we're, we've reached the first quarter moon. You know, we're past the making wishes, setting intention stage, and we're on to the actions phase. Um, the first quarter moon, there's always a choice that is made. Um, that defines, you know, the rest of the lunar cycle, the next couple weeks, there's a sense of like the choices you're making here, um, are leading you down a path. They're also like preventing you from going off course. Um, but there, there are potentially things that are being left behind, but the choices being made here is something about, you know, what do I want to create? What do I want to make? What's this next thing that I want to do? What am, what am I inventing? Um, but after the first quarter moon, the moon does go void for, again, about five hours. So Friday morning, like work-wise, like nothing is getting done. <laughs> this is not a productive time. Um, this is more of like a spacey Friday. I would like especially like maybe get up and do a bit of work first thing in the morning here on the East Coast. But between about 10 a.m. and 3 p.m., not a lot of productivity is going on. Um, but as the moon is void at 11.05 AM, we have Venus enter Aquarius. And so again, we're having Venus move from one of her Saturnian signs in Capricorn to the other Saturnian sign, Aquarius. And looking through, you know, there's a lot of public figures with this Venus in Aquarius, but the two I want to call attention to just in this, this in this little time we have on the pod are Taylor Swift <laughs> and Lord Byron. Lord Byron, I think, is like a super Aquarius. But the fact that Taylor Swift is Venus and Aquarius, I mean, Taylor Swift has a lot of other stuff going on in her chart that I think screams um, the kind of heteronormativity that's so present in her um, music. But... Or not, I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. It's maybe not the heteronormativity because she is all about like, I'm not getting married. That's not my thing. You know, I just want to be in my lavender haze or whatever. But, you know, that just that she's constantly in relationships and seeking relationships. And Venus in Aquarius is, you know, usually more into these kind of like in some ways, non-conventional partnerships, but also is very committed. Every friend I have who has Venus and Aquarius has like, is in a long-term relationship and is like, has been with a person for like ever. <laughs> um, and it's a very, it's very much a thing where it's like when they make a commitment, they're making the commitment even, and even if the relationship doesn't look like what other people think, a relationship should look like it ultimately is you know just like long term we're in it for the long haul which is very aquarian aquarius stays aquarius is a fixed sign um but i was in the regards to taylor swift i was just thinking about like how her like travis kelsey relationship is actually kind of just like weird because he i mean he's not the most normal person but there's something of like 
pop star football player that's so normy. Um, and I'm interested to see like how much weirder it gets, but her and Lord Byron too, I was thinking about like, I was like, they're actually very similar lyrically, <laughs> Taylor Swift and Lord Byron. Um, I feel like they're both really good at portraying like yearning and like limerence and, uh, just like being really over the top about love scenarios in a way that like probably with their Venus and Aquarius, they're like not actually as over the top as, um, their lyrics might reveal. Um, but overall this Venus going into Aquarius collectively for all of us, it's like, again, we just had Mars move into Aquarius. Mercury is in Aquarius. The sun is in Aquarius. <laughs> Pluto is in Aquarius. Now Venus is there. And this is just whatever the Aquarius part of our chart is, like that is getting, um, you know, a big renovation and a lot of voices are present. There's a lot of voices contributing to the story here. And um, yeah, there's just something about the way we're connecting that is both committed, but also strange. Um, and again, as Venus goes into Aquarius, she's going to be, again, moving to form this conjunction with Pluto that will go exact on Saturday early morning. Um, and so there is this a little bit, as Venus moves into Aquarius, a little bit of this tinge of romantic obsession, <laughs> creative obsession. Um, and especially as this is happening on Friday, on Venus Day, um, yeah, just, just be mindful <laughs> of where the obsessions are going. Um, but, and also as Venus enters Aquarius, you know, the moon is still void. Um, but at 2.39 PM, the moon is going to enter Gemini and pretty much immediately connect with Venus. And then with Pluto, um, at 3.01 PM, she, the moon trines Venus and at 4.11 PM, the moon trines Pluto. And then at 7.56 PM, the moon trines Mars and you know, with the moon in Gemini, all these planets in Aquarius, there's something very heady, very intellectual. Um, this is feeling very like, yeah, like go see a really, um, dense film and talk about it with someone smart. But also as this is happening at 10 52 PM on Friday, we have Mercury square Uranus. And again, it's this idea of inventiveness, this idea of changing our communication, changing the way we're talking about something, changing our point of view. Um, there, yeah, there's just something very generative and inventive. And this Mercury square Uranus is also ruling the moon in Gemini. Um, so yeah, there's just, there's something here, um, of just like great intellectual connection. Um, but also Venus is moving to conjoin Pluto. So there's also some romantic obsession going on, which, um, yeah, Saturday the 17th, the moon is still in Gemini at 3:48 AM. We have Venus conjoin Pluto and then at 5.56 a.m., we have the moon square Saturn, um, which I feel like that moon square Saturn, usually moon square Saturn, I read as kind of a bummer transit. There can be a little bit of a letdown, a little bit of a feeling of melancholy. With this one, I feel like this moon square Saturn is like kind of giving us a little bit of a hard reset on <laughs> all of these like obsessive thoughts 
and kind of being like, okay, like, uh, where is this energy actually going? Like, you know, what's the heart of this matter? Does all of this have to get done? It's a very like stop overthinking it um, aspect. And then there are no more exact aspects for the rest of the day on Saturday. Um, but on Sunday, the 18th, um, we still have the moon in Gemini at 6 21 AM. We have the moon trine Mercury. Um, I will say actually, sorry to go back to Saturday. Saturday is definitely, you know, with that hard stop with Saturn. Um, I think Friday night is definitely going to be the night where people are like going out and getting a little like wild, if you will, but like wild in like ways that I'm not even exactly sure. It's definitely a, like you're staying up talking to someone at the bar until like 4am unintentionally. Saturday night, I think will also be a good chatty date night, fun night to go out. Um, yeah, it just, but not as intense as Friday. Um, yeah, and Sunday the moon shines Mercury in the morning and then spends the rest of the morning and afternoon forming a square to Neptune. So Sunday the 18th definitely feels like hangover day, <laughs> exhaustion day, like just chill out and take a break day. Um, and then after that square to Neptune, the moon is then going to trine the sun at 10, 20 p.m. Um, before very quickly going void and then what's really interesting, so we've had all of this air, like, you know, especially with the sun and the moon also in air signs, but at 10, 24 PM on Sunday, the moon is going to enter Aquarius and at 11, 13 PM, the sun is going to enter Pisces. Um, and this is just, you know, there's still all of these planets in Aquarius There's still Venus and Mercury and Mars, but the sun and the moon moving into water signs is you know, really changing the color from, uh, yeah, just like total air, total idea, total like alien vibes into like, where's the heart of this? Where's the flow of this? Where's the emotion of this? Um, I wrote about this in my like forecast for February on Substack, but I equate this day and the, the, um, astrology going into the next day as well. Um, as very like stepsister from planet weird <laughs> vibes, um, like, which was this Disney channel movie from the year 2000, where this family, I think adopts like an alien girl and, um, she can like turn into a sentient bubble. And there's like a whole drama, I think, because I forget it's like, it's a Disney channel movie, so it couldn't be this dark, but I think the plot is something like the aliens are like trying to like collect information about the humans or harm the humans in some way. And the stepsister from planet weird has been sent as part of that. But then she's also become very attached to the family. And it's a very, I, I literally could be totally making this up. I did not Google the description of this movie. I'm just going, I used to like love this movie cause I, I identified with the alien girl. She's also blonde like me. Um, but, uh, but I, I love the vibes, but it was something that was very like head versus heart, but it was just the way that they would turn into these sentient bubbles and like float around. And I think the stepsister like helped some of the humans like turn into the bubbles too. 
Oh, wait, they didn't adopt her. She's the stepsister. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> the point is that there's like this head, heart, human, alien, like bubble, flesh, uh, tremor, dichotomy, fixation thing to figure out that's going to take us into next week. Um, but it's gonna start arriving on Sunday night and Sunday night overall, really good night to like take a bath, hang out with someone you love. Like, I don't know. There's very interesting energy there. Um, but overall this week, you know, it's this week of invention. It's this week of creation. It's a week, you know, it's the week of the crescent moon, the first quarter moon. There's no turning back. There's no turning back on what needs to change. And that's going to become very obvious this week. Um, and to go over the exact aspects. So on Monday the 12th, we have the moon going into her crescent phase. On Tuesday the 13th, we have Mars entering Aquarius and Venus sextile Neptune. On Wednesday the 14th, Valentine's Day, we have Mars conjunct Pluto on Thursday the 15th, we have Mercury sextile Chiron. On Friday the 16th, we have the first quarter moon in Taurus. We have Venus entering Aquarius and we have Mercury square Uranus. And then on Saturday the 17th, we have Venus conjunct Pluto. And then on Sunday the 18th, we have the sun entering Pisces. And we'll get more into Pisces season as a whole on the forecast for next week. Um, but that is all there is for today. Um, I hope this week is good for you. Let me know how it goes and we'll be back soon. Mm -hmm.